0: Uh, alright, let's get into it. Let's do it. it. Alright, we're back after, uh... How long has it been? It's been another month? I don't know. I don't think it's been a month. Who cares? We're back. I was in the Bahamas with we're the family.
1: Back I, and better than ever?
0: I was out of town. I'm tired, Peter. I'm tired. do it? Yeah, we're doing it. This is it. This we're is doing us it? doing it. I
1: mean, but you're tired.
0: This is, us, this is me doing it tired and you doing it fresh. With I'm, a big, stack, the big, big yeah. stack and the big chip stack and the monster stack, I've order. been on an
1: early schedule. This is end of the night for me. Okay, maybe we should share this energy drink.
0: It's about 10 p.m. This is my energy drink. We will not be drinking it. My pineapple, orange, mango. They have so many great words on the bottle of Mountain Dew: Kickstart, hydrating, boost, energizing. And those three fruit names—they're
1: all good, good words. Terrible. So, what do you want to start off with? You want to start off with and coconut water. How excited are you for the Philadelphia 76ers? Is that—is that the angle? Uh, or should yeah. We start no, off with our guys.
0: My 76ers fandom is not—is not super relevant. I, I should probably talk about it less. Although it's—it's pr- going to be hard not they to talk do about it much over the next Coca-Cola ten years. Emerson. <laughs> That's true. It is relevant. So there is Duke, a connection. Duke- um, let, let's go through, let's talk about, the you know, NBA draft was last week. Yes. Uh, let's go through how our guys fared, and then maybe some overall impressions of the draft, and then we'll get into some some predictions. Sure. Um, okay. So, the Sixers did trade up to number one. Uh, I think people expected the, the deal to be a little heavier on assets that Celtics acquired, but they, they essentially traded the, the number three pick to move up to number one and gave up one other coveted uh, future pick, either the Lakers pick, uh, protected two through five both ways, and then uh, if it doesn't convey next year, it's going to be that Kings pick, uh, which is an unprotected pick, although 76ers put a number one pick protection on it. Um,
1: so if it's number one overall, then... Sixers the can't Celtics. lose the number
0: one pick in the next couple years. Theoretically, the Sixers could get the number one pick next probably, year probably and the year happen. after. Right? Uh, very unlikely.
1: Sixers or Celtics?
0: Sixers. Sixers, okay. Sixers drafted Ben Simmons last year, number one overall. They won the lottery. This year, they trade up with the Celtics. Yeah. They picked Marco Fultz. I don't know. I, I feel like. What do you think about Marco Fultz? Before we get into the dig, what do you think about just Marco Fultz going number one? Um. For some, for, seems to be a no-brainer for for, a lot of, for
1: some reason. Markel Fultz emerged as the clear number one in yeah. his class, like maybe the last two, three, four months. But was it? I'm I'm gonna yeah, be like, honest. I've never seen him play. I I've never seen a, <laughs> a YouTube video clip. I've never seen Washington play basketball. The, I'm talking about University of Washington. Okay. Um. So you can stop talking. N- I mean, I still have opinions on him.
0: Okay, great, great. Really informed opinions. you never even seen him dribble a basketball. I mean, I can read statistics. Okay. All right. Like... There was a guy who wrote a column in Philadelphia who... Uh, he's opened the column. I've never seen Mark Kupfoltz play. And then went on to trash him, right? And it was like a, a big internet joke. <laughs> and you're about to do the same.
1: Yes. <laughs> go I for it. To. Go
0: for it. So he emerges
1: as like the pick of his class, but... I mean, he—he's probably going to be good. He's probably going to be very good, but it's not like he's a transcendent like Anthony Davis, How do you ben, know? ben Simmons. Like these guys are. There was no debate over who was number one in in their class. I mean,
0: I mean Ingram got some talk last year about going a little bit.
1: One. Uh, I mean, what what scare, what would scare me the most is that he's a poor free throw shooter. Yeah, you know he shoots 65% from the line, and I I tend to go back to that all the time. But that's a uniform thing. Like nothing ever deviates. You're 15 feet away from the basket. You know you could be home, you're away, but it's still that that's that defines what kind of a shooter you are. He shot 65% from the line, and I think he shot like 47, 48% from the field, and like maybe 39 or 40% from three. I mean I'm sure he's very good, but is he gonna be that much better than Tatum? Like I don't I actually sort of like the deal for Boston. I know people are sort of trashing Danny Ainge for for well, for trading away the number 1 overall pick sure. like that's just something you don't do.
0: Well, the Celtics perspective was they didn't need a markov Fultz. They like needed a guard. To, a shooting yeah, they, guard they, they, they needed they, a, that. they needed a go-to wing scorer. They need a, yeah. And Tatum, they like Tatum. And I like I like Tatum too. Uh the the criticism I think wasn't that they traded back. It was that they didn't pick up another player. Maybe people thought maybe Sharich would go, or even Rashawn Holmes, or or maybe another draft pick. Um, that you think, you that think... Boston had all the leverage because the 76ers really well, liked Foltz as a fit. Yeah, and you know they're overjoyed, you know, in Philly uh, about about having made the trade. I mean, the, cashing in on these assets is something people have thought the Celtics have wanted to do for some time. So it seems like it
1: they're the just assets. never going to cash in. They're just always going to stockpile.
0: See, it seems that way, right? But, like, the assets accrue. These these uh, draft pick, these draft picks kind of accrue, if you're willing, accrue investment value. If you're willing to keep kicking the can down the road a little bit, you know, what do they get? They got Jason Tatum anyways. Apparently, it's the guy they wanted. Well, um, I, don't, I
1: don't know if that's true. I don't know if they would have taken him number one overall so instead in- of Fultz. Like, I just... I don't buy that. That's just well. Why n- would they? That's why nonsensical talk. Why would they? Why though, would they? Yeah, they would,
0: they would take faults and then make a trade. The trade for something, even yeah. if it was not that much. Right. But they got they got something significant. They and got a likely top ten pick sometime in the next two years. They didn't have before. Right. And they got the guy they probably wanted. And, and the the pick is most likely yeah. going to fall between two
1: and five next year with the Lakers.
0: Uh, it's it's, it's probably a coin flip.
1: Can't see the Lakers being that good.
0: Yeah, I I saw some stats. If the the most likely, if the Lakers have a third worst record in the league next year, then there's about a sixty percent chance the pick and base. Okay. That's the most likely spot. So every other result, you know, if we finish with a worst record, second worst record, eighth worst record, they're all less likely than sixty. So it's definitely not a sure thing. To land between two and five is what you're yeah. saying. The oh, Kings pick the following year. I mean, people think the Kings are just going to be trash for a while. Uh, I liked their draft. I, I sort of liked it. I definitely, I definitely liked it. All right, let's 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 save the Kings. Let's let's talk about who I think was a huge winner, Jason Tatum. Uh, goes number three. It was just kind of the top end of his range yeah, for I, what the expectations were. I thought so too. Yeah. Goes, I mean, there,
1: there was talk he might fall to like six to Orlando. You know, seven to Minnesota.
0: Seven. Yeah, maybe his game wasn't a good fit for the modern NBA. I heard that. There, nobody gave him credit for being a good defensive player, despite. My championing his potential on defense early in the season, um, I, I didn't see that 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 come from behind block against North Carolina in any of his highlight packages. It it wasn't emphasized. I think was that against Luke May to start the game uh, in Chapel Hill, or I no longer remember exactly, okay. but but yeah, it's uh, I thought he showed some brilliant defensive flashes, like really good hands, but um,
1: yeah. I think he's pretty good as a I think,
0: defender. I think perhaps they're focusing on on the ball defense, or just you know in the NBA it's really important how you defend the pick and roll. And Duke got owned on the pick and roll for a lot of the season. Yeah. Part of that was the young guys, the miscommunication, some weird strategy. Tatum was part of that, and I bet you his analytic numbers on defense against pick and rolls or isn't his, you know ended up being uh, a little bit poor, um, but. You know, we watched him all year. and We both, I think, probably both agree that he's got real defensive potential. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. He's got the length, the
0: arms. Yeah. Blocking
1: yeah. shots, uh, help defense. He might not be super quick. And, that, and I feel like that might be his, his biggest, uh, why
0: people criticize him so much. They talk about him not being, like, super athletic.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I can
0: see that. Yeah they also talk
1: about Jabari Parker not being real athletic. Jabari did some crazy things this year before he rushed, he Jabari tore his is like thunder eight,
0: jamming you know? in game all the, I I just uh but, I don't know if there's like a a slight bias against Duke players athleticism.
1: Well, I mean I I feel like the the critics of Tatum's defense probably stems from his clumsiness, you know, like you and I both he couldn't finish like he he couldn't Process the fact that his dribbles so high, like when he dribbles. Into Why would that traffic. be a defensive criticism?
0: That's an offensive. Uh, um, I think it just speaks to like a. He's just like a lack of fluidity. Yeah, I actually thought he was yeah. pretty fluid just out of practice at the beginning of the year. I don't think enough. I don't think enough uh, writers acknowledged how his you know season was injury impacted. Early and even how that probably impacted his shooting numbers, uh, you know, and his ability to play good team defense, uh, you know, situationally, uh, you know, having missed all the early season practice. Yeah. Um, so he, he gets picked three. Goes to a great
1: place. Goes to the, the best coach the, in the world, hands down. Yeah, a great program. A great, great organization. Who wants him, And I, obviously. And yeah. I feel like their trajectory is <clears throat> going up while LeBron – might only have, like, one year left <clears> in Cleveland. There's only... Yeah. And little, even if he stays, like, he's going to deteriorate physically. Like, he, he will decline at some point because his game is so based on physicality. Well, one thing's I feel clear. like Boston might... The Celtics are going to be good yeah, for a long time. Maybe Ainge is doing the right thing by just slowing down the process and just waiting to cash in. in like that two word? Or, process. Two or three years <laughs> until, like, boom, they just own the NBA. Well, I don't know. I don't know you
0: can just... You know, I mean, you could get to where the Warriors are and just own it for a while. But if that happens or doesn't happen, one thing I think is clear. Celtics are run very smartly. They have great coaching. They care about player development. They're patient. And they're going to be good in the short term. They're already good. They have the best record in the East. And they're going to be good. They have a good young core. Yeah, They're young. They're actually relatively young. They have great draft picks coming up. They still are benefiting from that next net steal. It's crazy. And, it's insane. Uh, and now they have now they have possibly the Lakers pick next year. The Kings the one after. They they have a, a big stockpile of assets and they're just well positioned. And Jason Tatum's the oh, best so, young scorer now. So potentially, if he pans out, so he's in a position Bo- to Boston take advantage. Boston could have
1: the top two picks next season from, from the Nets
0: and from Philly. Uh, from the Lakers uh, via Philly. Yeah, that that might be true. I'm not expert on exactly how that Nets deal That's, impacts. That. I think they can swap for the Nets next year. Wow, incredible! Uh, Net, it is incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> that trade, that trade ended up being incredible for for Boston. And the scary thing is they didn't really need it. They had already done a good job rebuilding. Um, so, so Tatum, I think, is really set up to succeed. Well positioned, and there's no he doesn't there's no pressure on him to produce right away because they already have everything. they Their bench
1: need. is so deep, you know they have so they have so much depth at each position. Jalen Brown was
0: the third pick last year. He yeah. didn't have to right. There was no that, and, and people know, rave
1: about his potential. But Tatum's offensive game is just so polished and developed that he should have an immediate impact.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that uh, a player I really liked at Duke that I admire is uh, going to a team that's certainly going to be playing meaningful playoff games deep into the playoffs for years to come. We get to watch Jason Tatum develop, hopefully in a positive way, yeah. and uh, become, you know, maybe a symbol for the one-and-done success at Duke. So it's are we good. Doing, Are we doing predictions? Uh, let's do predictions at the end. So let's uh, move past Jason yeah. Tatum. Um, you know, I think we both agree he was – that was sort of a best-case scenario for him. Number three, yeah. Number I mean, three to the Celtics. You know, it just yeah. seems really, really ideal, and that coach. Um, so the next uh, player drafted, I guess, it was Luke Kennard. Yes. Luke Kennard goes 12th to the Pistons. Yes. Uh, there was some rumbling that he might go a little higher, but if yeah. we look back a couple months or even, talk about the Knicks. even like six months ago, the beginning of the season. I would not have thought. I didn't think he was going to come out this year. I, I didn't he, think he'd be that good in college this thought year. Thought he was going to be a four-year player. Yeah, I thought he was probably going to be as well, or at least a three-year player, and didn't anticipate him being a lottery pick. And it was almost like a no-brainer lottery pick, the back end of the lottery. But like everybody had him going between ten and fifteen for the most part. Yeah. Actually,
1: um, a lot of mock drafts had him specifically at twelve in Detroit. Business. And uh, I thought a little bit about that. Stan Van Gundy coaches them, mm-hmm. and he coached J.J. Reddick in Orlando. Um, That's a good point. Probably, I don't know. Sees a similar, Yeah, sees the parallel there.
0: They have um, they have Reggie Jackson at sort of the combo guard, point guard. He seems a little Nazi. And they have uh, Contavius Caldwell-Pope, who's like, really like, a, a great great two-guard. Um, so it's a, sort of a crowded, like a, like a good backcourt, which... And they both can create off the dribble, uh, which is great for Canard, I think, because Canard should get some open looks. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about yeah, what know we foresee. About Detroit. Yeah, Detroit situation is generally that they don't want to rebuild completely. They don't want to tank. They want it. They seem to want to compete. Stan. I don't think Stan Van Gundy. He's been a, like a big critic of teams that tank. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, I, I just don't... I don't who I don't do they, have a lot of positive who, feelings about where they're headed. Who do they have? I, I mean, like Stan Van Gundy as a coach. Didn't they have a,
1: a really good center? Greg Monroe? Um, Monroe went to the
0: Bucks. He came off the bench with the Bucks. Okay. Was a, sort of a valuable... Did, did they have a
1: different center who was really good?
0: Um, like a traditional center? I guess I should look up no? the Pistons roster. But uh, the Pistons don't have a ton going on. Like, yeah. But they made the playoffs, right? No. no they did not. Last no. year they did. No, they didn't make the playoffs. And... It's sort of. Uh,
1: I felt like last year they lost to Cleveland in the first round. Uh, no, nah, the that's not true. The
0: Bucks, the Bucks made the playoffs
1: this year, but I'm talking the previous year. The previous year, oh maybe. I think they yeah. got swept by Cleveland in the first round. Oh, that might so be right. I'm, I I'm talking about last year. I'm trying to figure out like yeah. who are their marquee players. Like what's dude, the problem? It's the Pistons got to be Reggie Jackson. The, the Pistons it, don't right?
0: seem to really have a plan. They don't seem to be an attractive place for free agents to go to. Currently, they have a good backcourt, and they're, you know. And uh, I don't know Who do they have? That's it Yeah I mean Roger Jackson You said I, Caldwell I, Pope I think likely That sort of rings a bell I think they're going to be A lottery team For the next couple years Kay. Despite not trying to tank Yeah uh, And I think You know They're going to have to draft Some other good players And to develop with Kennard uh, And you, If you they can keep he, Pope Pope's going to be a, I think a restricted free agent You think they're going to Build around Luke Kennard no, I'm just saying he's going to be part of the young talent on the team. If he's if he ends up being a good NBA player, he's going to have to come up with a new generation of Pistons talent and we'll see what they do. It, it's not like a, we're not going to see Luke Kennard playing meaningful minutes in the playoffs next year. That's for for sure. Okay. It'd be, it'd be very unlikely. It's not impossible. I mean,
1: East is pretty weak. I mean, I think that But Ben Gundy
0: the, is a really good coach and the East yeah. is weak, so you know, maybe they'll be on the fringe of the playoffs next right, year. Right, right. Um So good. I mean, congratulations to Kennard. And did you see that he uh, he's uh, dating uh, this reality star? I did see that. I don't know who she is. Eighteen or nineteen year old. uh, I I know nothing. I I, I googled it real quick. I saw that she has some show. She's sort of a big deal amongst some people, some types of people that are not are not me and you. Right. (laughs) She 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 bought a billboard for him and. Times Square. Yeah, all sorts of. It, it seemed kind of disgusting. Like <laughs> I, it was like there was these these memes of them, there's pictures of them uh, floating around. And uh, those were disgusting. It's just like, or gag me with a spoon a little bit. Too much. Yeah, it was too cute by half.
1: This was done during the draft. I was I didn't actually watch the draft live.
0: Uh, she was there, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, she was either there or they. At a press conference, or she just let it be known on Twitter. Uh, probably that. It's probably that. There's just uh, this weird corollary to him being drafted, is he's dating a celebrity. Um, good for him. Good for him. I hope it works out between them. I'm sure they're they're both great people. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna unfollow him, you know, on Twitter. I'm tired <laughs> of getting the Bible quotes. I mean, all respect to, you know. I, it just, that, that's, it seems it's just—it's just be not, all, its just not seems giving to me a lot that, of information about basketball. It
1: seems to be all that Luke and Grayson—that's—that's that's what they do. They—they they throw out a Bible verse every like once what? a week. Hey,
0: I love the Bible. There's a back, lot of wisdom. Back uh, in
1: college, that would have resonated a lot
0: more. I'm getting me. back towards it a little bit, the Old Testament. But I'm starting—I'm starting to let a little religion back in my life these days. But—but but like on basketball Twitter, it's not what I'm looking for. Of course, you know I want yeah. to. Uh, it's it's not, it's not very not fun. juicy it's not. or
1: gossipy. What they what they put out?
0: No fun. Luke Kennard's yeah. Twitter Twitter follow is not fun. Although maybe it'll get more fun now. Um, Do
1: you think they're under instruction by Coach K to be super vanilla when it comes to their Twitter accounts? Is is there a Duke? I think there's ag- an active player who actually has a nice, fun, keep you on the edge of your seat Twitter account. The
0: edgiest thing I can ever remember is Kyle Singler gets buckets.
1: But <laughs> was that it tw- no- wasn't
0: even Twitter it was an official Duke yeah go duke.com video it's like a Duke that went viral. Planet type of
1: thing yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually pretty crazy good
0: yeah it was pretty cool uh, they're really conservative the chapel the, shot the program the program is conservative yeah and they no, nobody really talks out of school about no, at no Duke.
1: splash yeah Yeah,
0: my guess is there's, there's a pretty hard line drawn yes about usage of social media and it's probably the right, the right thing. It's just not a lot of fun. We're not picking up, like you know, the Juice Man, Jay Tux coming in next year. He's got like his account will be deleted, or I think will just be a little be less heavily monitored. They'll be a little less like, you know, there's gotta some, There's
1: got to be some guy in the Duke basketball office that has <laughs> to, like okay tweets before the kids can tweet something out.
0: All right, so uh, then uh, the mystery draftees were coming up uh, Harry Giles and Frank Jackson. Yeah. And the, it was all over the board. I mean, uh, what was going to happen? It, there was some 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 movement in the rumor mill about Harry Giles potentially being drafted by the Trail Blazers at uh, 15 or 20. The Kings had the 5 and 10 pick. They drafted Aaron Fox at 5. Yeah. And then they trade the 10 yeah. pick to the Blazers for the 15 and 20. Yes. Which... Usually, I would say, it's a questionable move. Right. Uh, you know, it seemed like a, a, a draft with about 10, 10 really good players. Uh, um, or at least six. And then another yeah, six another another off. five or six. and um, But if I were to have three first-round picks, oh. those picks, five, 15, and 20, I would definitely take Harry Giles with the 20th pick. Because why not? Yeah. Like, at that point, you can afford to take a flyer. Right. And he's got such high upside potential. So they drafted um, your boy, Justin Jackson, at 15, right? Yes. So they went big program. Kentucky, UNC, Duke, De'Aaron Fox, Justin Jackson. And one more. H. Jizzle and Frank Mason. High character,
1: blue blood programs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I read... I, mean, I don't think Frank
0: there. Mason's going to be in the NBA in four years, but, you know, God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he might. He might. I could be wrong. He might be the best out of all those guys. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. Him, actually, him actually, playing against De'Aaron Fox every day in practice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've read a few things like, why didn't Sacramento just take Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox? Why you know, wouldn't like they take Monk? Malik Monk was Monk? just right there at ten, and, and like, obviously Sacramento has. Do you think they asked him? But he healed.
0: What's that? Do you think they asked him? I mean, that's I why they who? didn't take Malik Monk. Do they think they, they asked Aaron Fox? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you like this guy? Do you want to play with him? Maybe he was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> they,
1: they probably just said, we already have Buddy Hill. You know, like Malik Monk is going to him. Buddy Hill is Malik Monk. Like they're, they're both sort of one-dimensional great scorers. Um,
0: I don't know if Buddy Hill's a great scorer. I mean, in college he was. Yeah, they had similar... It takes, similar it takes a while. Well, Malik Monk played one year, and Buddy Heald played three or four years, right? I think he played four. Four. Yeah. So, uh, I know the Kings owner loves Buddy Heald. So now they got uh, Darren Fox and Buddy Heald as their backcourt of the future. Right. And they have... Uh,
1: Justin Jackson. I've I read... They have Scow. I read Justin Jackson yeah. is the most likely to be a bust of all the first-rounders.
0: Surprising. Uh, I, I, I saw surprising. something about that. I saw the guy in the top ten that was the most likely to be a bust was um, Frank Nicolina. Just because yeah. he's playing in a different kind of competition, his speed is a little questionable. I actually think um, there's a pretty decent chance of Laurie Markkinen is going to be a bust. Uh, I mean, what he a great we, shooter? Yeah, he's a great shooter.
1: They said he was the best shooter in the draft, and he's seven foot Something.
0: He's a great shooter in college okay. from a closer in line. You can't playing block against,
1: a seven-footer shooting jump shots.
0: Yeah, but, well. You really you can, can't. <laughs> you may not block the shot, but you can make it a more contested shot, and NBA defenders know how to close out, and college defenders don't. They, when they close out, they're longer. And yeah. it's not like he's going to be guarded by six-foot-three guys in the NBA. Yeah. But a lot of them, Arizona caused nightmares on like matchup problems in you know, in the Pac-12 this year yeah, with that kid. But it's going to be a different game. The game's going to be moving faster, and I don't think we really know that much about Larry, Larry Markkinen.
1: We don't know much about any of these games. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one season. Sure. You know, like, t- let's t- data, t- take, let's for data. example, like Luke Kennard. He probably couldn't have performed better his sophomore year. Just go back one year. If you look at his freshman
0: year, it was pretty disappointing. I'm going to crack open this Hydrating Boost Kickstart drink good to see that you listen to what I say that's good I mean maybe Luke Kennard just ran good this year
1: yeah uh, that's what I'm saying is like you no, can't I like just every look, shot should have gone in you can't just look at one year and say oh okay we, we know enough about this kid you know there's there's variance sample size is yeah there's very so variance. small you know
0: I mean Markkinen made 93 pointers It's a lot that's actually what's it is that's that right? a lot maybe I'm getting it wrong maybe he yeah. shot 93 pointers it's, it's, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the so, point.
1: So the Kings' front court will be Willie Colley Stein, Scal
0: Labissier, and Harry Giles? I mean, Harry Giles isn't, I don't I don't even know if he's going to play next year. Okay. You know, much. The, all right, let's get rid of all the veterans because they don't count because they're not going to be on the team in three years for the most part. Yeah. Like Rudy Gay is gone, and, uh, you know,. Uh, Ben McLemore, maybe right. gone, right. you know, certain guys. They have Willie Cauley-Stein. They have Scott Labusea. Right. They have uh, Darren Fox. They have uh, Buddy Heald, Buddy Justin Jackson. Frank Harrison and Harry Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, Sounds like a great college team. <laughs> it's a really good college team. And, you know, if a couple, if two or three of those guys develop into very good NBA players, then they'll have a nice little young core. The question is, will any of them develop into real stars? Right. Any of them. Right. Darren Fox maybe is supposed to be the best. Harry Giles may have the highest upside. Yeah. I mean, definitely has the highest upside. They just... The Kings posted a little video of Harry Giles, like, juking someone in some sort of informal playground setting, like, in practice. Recently. Today. Oh, okay. Get on on the Kings Twitter. Okay. And he, 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 like, dribbles behind the back through his legs... Shakes and bakes, gets around the guy and goes up for like a very smooth dunk. Okay. And it's like – and Jeff Capel retweeted it and said – is, Which is how you got it. That's how I saw it okay. on, our, on our account. And uh, he said, this guy's going to – this, this, this guy's still got it. Yeah. Right? But I don't believe Twitter videos. <laughs> so so I'm, it, he's going to have to prove it, obviously. Uh, I was completely wrong. Larry Markkinen only made 32 Three pointers. I knew that had to be wrong. Okay. So So we don't yeah. know if he's a good shooter. Thirty two for seventy six. He made forty two percent. What did he I shoot from the free throw line? Uh eighty four percent. he has got a good stroke. Good. I mean he went good in shooter. and he must have done well in workouts yeah. as well. And,
1: and even even if he just rewind the clock like a year and a half, um the best prospect in his in his class. I mean, Harry Giles was rated better than Tatum and Josh Jackson and and all these guys. They all played on the same international team. Harry Giles was at, the best. Harry player. Giles in fifteen yeah. or
0: sixteen looked like a he, young Sean Kemp slash Chris Webber. Yeah. They, they didn't make that up. I mean, the guy had sick athleticism. It's just I can't I can't erase
1: the memory of this past season and just what he did out of my mind. I
0: and Neither could the NBA GMs because he went right. 20th. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you pick Tw- him?
1: 20th is about what we expected, right? Anywhere between like 15 to 25, 30. Probably like 30 would be bad. Yeah. But, you know, so no, no higher than 15.
0: Basically, if Giles, Giles has time. You know, the Kings are no huge... that uh, You know, again, he's, he's got a bunch of young players there. Nothing's going to be expected of him the first year. Yeah. It's a decent situation because if, like nobody's in front of him that he can't surpass, if he gets healthy, if he regains his form in in two years, three years, he'll be in a great position. And this is why he went out for the draft. It's very binary. He's either going to or not. Yeah. Right. And if you know, there is a middle ground where he kind of gets back and is a serviceable role player. Uh, as a rebounder, and maybe just, you know, a dunker, guy who sets screens. Blocker. Yeah, rim protector. Uh, but if he gets back, he's, you know, he'll be the best player on, on the Kings. He'll be the best young player. There's a potential for that. Him and the Aaron Fox could be the two guys when we look back in three or four years of this draft and think, how did they get Harry Giles at 20? Oh, yeah, uh, he... He, he, he showed point, like a lame horse. Three point, horse. And three <laughs> point six, at Duke. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, it's an interesting situation. Sacramento has been a dumpster fire for the last couple of seasons. They seem to have drafted maybe some interesting guys. They had a lot of picks.
1: Yeah, and um, I'll be rooting for Sacramento. I like I like their picks.
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to watch them play. Yeah, we'll see how many minutes these guys get. I'm sure there are some veterans in front of them. They did. Cut Aaron Afallo. I saw. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if they're smart, they'll just play their young guys. They have one more season of getting a draft pick before they lose it the following season. So they're incentivized to tank this next year. They're definitely losing it to Philly. Well, Philly or the Celtics. It's gone. They traded the pick. Do you, do you
1: remember how they lost that?
0: Yeah, it's another unbelievable trade. Talk about that Nets. That Nets. Uh, Celtics trade. At least like. The Nets had a plan at the moment they made that deal. To get two Hall of Famers. They got Pierce. Talent of their career. They got Pierce and, and uh, Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And they added it to so they just signed Deron Williams, who was supposed to be like oh, a perennial all star. Yeah. They had uh, Joe Johnson. They had Brooke, Brooke Lopez. How did that team not pan out? Uh, Deron Williams went into the tank. He probably, I don't know, who knows why. And, um, you know, Pierce and Garnett and they're, they're they had very little left in the yeah. tank. And, uh, and what happened is the owner the, the guy from Russia I've forgotten his name I should know it but he he changed his mind he, he was a disappointing year yeah and then he got interested in something else and sold the team he didn't sell the team but he um, he, he, he ordered them not to go over the luxury tax so they couldn't resign anybody anyone. yeah Joe Johnson uh, there was no plan okay, at that okay. point they, they just and he didn't care that they, they were gonna suck. And that he was going to lose these picks, like, you know, he's in Brooklyn. He was really he just changed his mind about the whole thing. I don't think he was ever that big of a basketball fan. He was just yeah. kind of a flashy. Well, he's like a multi-billionaire. Multi, multi, multi. Just, One of the just, richest owners in the NBA.
1: Well, how does this tie in with the Sacramento pick? Going okay, so
0: that's that pick. I thought we should, look, you know, mention it since we talked about it. But the uh, the Philly pick is a Sam Hinkie special, uh, where the Kings were trying to shed some salary. In order to free up space, assigned some some free agents two years ago, okay. and it was right in that free agency period at the beginning, and they didn't get commitments from anyone. They just went ahead and did it. They they traded the Sixers, uh, Jason Thompson, Carl Landry. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Might have been two two different deals, but so I think a Nick, Nick Staskus, Jason oh, Thompson, Staskis. Okay. Carl Landry. So this. Carl Landry and Jason Thompson had big deals. Staskis even had, had a up, decent. Still had some he was a top ten pick. What well, was it? Was after his rookie year? It was after and one yeah, year. It was
1: an abysmal year.
0: It was a really bad year. But the point is, he was a top ten pick. He was weighing on their salary cap. Yeah. And they wanted to to free it up. The Sixers gave him back a second rounder stash job they had drafted a couple years prior that was never going to play in the NBA. Yeah. And the Kings gave him gave them. Uh, the right to swap picks with them for last year and this year which played out this year yeah because they got the three pick from that was the King's pick that they traded with the Celtics for Marco Fultz. oh wow that and no so they got that they got Staskus who's been a pretty serviceable player and like but I mean well with the team
1: draft position but
0: yeah okay. he's still got a shot to have a decent NBA career okay
1: is he tall is he like six seven six eight
0: no Staskus is more like six five. 6'6", six, six, maybe 6'6". Six, six. Like Luke Kennard. He's got hops. He, can oh, jump. he does have hops. He's got hops, but he's a very inconsistent finisher. So um, is he a good shooter? He's a streaky shooter. He's been I'm a sure. very disappointing shooter. There's a guy with a small sample size, yeah. shooting he in college. Shot
1: very well in college.
0: Very, very well. He played two years. a sophomore year, he shot like a really high percentage. and um,
1: Like Luke Kennard.
0: Eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little like the Canard. Stas is quicker. is a little more fast twitch. Yeah. A little less skilled. You know. Um, a little less strong. Maybe with the ball. But it seemed maybe not. Maybe it didn't seem that way at the time. So the Sixers basically pick up all the salary. So you pick up you, a young and, you, and they get they, think, get they get they get that draft pick. Think
1: he should be idolized then? Oh my
0: God. They, they basically got this 2019 king's pick because Vladi Divac figured they were going to be great by then. And the pick swaps they. They had no chance to convey because the Sixers <laughs> were terrible, and the Kings were going to be good because he thought they were going to go and sign whoever it was, one they or two big free anybody. agents. Everybody That's turned them down. Yeah. They had to take Rondo in a one-year deal. Yeah, who who wants to go to Sacramento? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't understand yeah. that. They didn't understand that. They had no shot. I think they thought they were going to get like a Marcus Aldridge or something. Um, all right, so Harry Giles at, in Sacramento with a young team. We'll see what happens. Right, Frank Jackson, Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank Jackson goes... First
1: drafted by Charlotte.
0: He, got, he fell to the second round and was the first pick of the oh, second round. 31st pick.
1: Very first pick. Sorry. Yeah, very first
0: pick of the second round. Right. Um, I thought he was going to go more like 35. Okay. Uh, you thought he might go 20-25 at the best. Me? Or someone I had said no that. opinion. Someone on our text chain said that. Okay. It was Jason, I guess. Um, he. Uh, the good news, so Charlotte traded up for him. They did Not Charlotte. Charlotte drafted him. New Orleans traded up to to grab that pick from from Charlotte.
1: Okay, shows interest. Shows commitment.
0: Shows someone who wanted him, someone who really liked him enough to make a trade up. Right. And they didn't, like, pay a huge price or anything. It was like, but they traded him, trade him the 40th and some cash considerations, I think. So minimal commitment. I mean, we don't know what the cash was. It
1: doesn't matter. The most you can pay is, like, 3.5 mil,
0: right? Yeah. For so 100%, the they didn't guys. pay 3.5 mil. Okay. Uh, they dropped down. They moved up nine spots. They probably gave him half a million dollars or something, a couple hundred thousand. Uh, and, yeah, uh, he ends up going to a really pretty good situation for him, I think. Yes. Uh New Orleans has these two big men, Boogie and uh, that other guy, Anthony Davis, the brow. And they don't really have a ton of great guards. Right.
1: I think their starting point guard, Drew Holiday, is a free agent. He's a free agent. There's a decent chance he's leaving.
0: There's a decent chance he's leaving. But which which would else? leave
1: Quinn Cook and Frank Jackson.
0: Yeah, they must have some Probably other a
1: few more players.
0: <laughs> so they had Tim Frazier. He played decent minutes this year, and they actually traded him. Okay. Uh, you know, very, very small trade. Uh, let's take a quick look at the Pelicans roster so we can <clears throat> talk somewhat intelligently about it. They have, uh, gosh, who do they have, dude? Ichwan Moore is a pretty good pretty good oh, guard. Ichwan Moore. Yeah, he's a good, decent young guard. Uh, I guess they picked up Hollis Thompson last year. He's a three point shooter. Uh, eh, they don't have, you know, they have Solomon Hill. It's nobody Frank can't beat. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows where this franchise is heading exactly, what's going to happen with Anthony Davis. Obviously, they'd love to keep Davis, and da- if you yeah. have Davis, you're relevant.
1: And Boogie only has, one, like, one year left, right? Or are they yeah, not signing him this year? I just don't know, know
0: what's summer. going to happen there. But I don't know if they can really play together well. Um, There's an opportunity for Frank Jackson to grow and develop and at least play alongside one superstar center, you know, if, uh, two superstars I'm at sure. least one two yeah uh, you think
1: one of them might bolt this off season? I don't think so I don't
0: think the experiment's going to go going to go well and I think yeah. I think one of them you know somebody's going to get moved and it's likely Boogie um, but who knows I, don't, I have no idea I don't know okay uh, but I don't think Frank Jackson's going to come in and have a chance to start right away or anything he's pretty young pretty raw he wasn't really even ready that ready to start for Duke last year Uh, He played.
1: I think he was ready.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh. Yeah. It's. It's. I think it's a good spot for him. Yeah. Um. The question is for me is whether I'm really rooting for him or not. You know. Why why wouldn't you root for him? These one year guys. I don't feel a lot of loyalty towards some of them. Um, Right. The guys who leave. I I I don't.
1: I, I felt like that for Austin. Rivers.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't feel. I mean, um, Austin Rivers had a few big shots. We beat UNC with him. Yeah,
1: but apparently he was real douchey in the locker room. Like, he and, and Seth Curry never got along. Almost had came blows.
0: Yeah, like, these guys that come in, like, Jason Tatum, he was kind of a star this year. I really am. Okay. And, yeah. like, not everyone loved his play style. Right. But at least, like, we he we knew he was going to be one and done. He's a top five pick. Yeah. Um, Harry Giles, I get it. The medical situation. Yeah. Frank Jackson, I just didn't didn't understand the decision that much. I thought it was kind of, and he's welcome to do anything he it's wants. Like to me, huh? It was too selfish or me. Not selfish. He can do to. anything he wants. Yeah. I just didn't get, I just didn't get enough out of Frank Jackson. I didn't get enough out of Kyrie Irving at Duke to really wholeheartedly root for him in the NBA. Yeah. Like he doesn't doesn't seem like a Duke player to me. Like we can claim him, right? Right. Right. And, and Duke, Duke Bas- Men's Basketball Twitter today is tweeting out these hashtag Duke made things about which Harry is, Giles.
1: Which is tougher to do for these one and dones. Yeah,
0: how is Harry Giles Duke made? How is he hashtag Duke made? He was Duke rehabbed for four months, right? Like he barely got in the games. Did we, did we do anything for him? If he had sat out the entire season on his couch and be just better. worked out of the private gym... He would have been better off,
1: as Jay will recommended he do.
0: Okay. Well, and you know, there's a. Obviously, these guys learn something behind the scenes. They become part of the brotherhood. Yeah. I get it. As fans, I just don't, I don't see it that much, and I don't it doesn't mean as much to me. Yeah. Even though I get that it happens, like, so you know, I'm rooting for all of them. I'm just not rooting nearly as hard. For Frank Jackson, as I am for Emil Jefferson or yep, Matt Jones, I mean, like they mean a lot more to me. They that, played; they were there four or five years. That I can
1: totally understand. But you're rooting less for him than
0: Harry Giles. Again, I just feel sorry for Harry Giles, and I, I'd like to see his talent rise. Okay, I'd love to see him get healthy. Frank Jackson doesn't have an injury problem. There's nothing making him such a big underdog. He's just a guy who didn't want to be in college. He didn't want to be a college player. He didn't want to be a college... Who would we talking about? Frank Jackson. Harry Giles wasn't supposed to be a guy that stayed in college a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about everyone. I'm just saying, pointing out, like, sure, we'll root for Frank Jackson, but I don't feel the loyalty for him and some of the other kind of guys that don't, don't really make that big an impression on me.
1: Did Brandon Ingram make an impression on you? Yeah, Brandon Ingram did make. You impressive. like Brandon Ingram?
0: He was he took on team leadership. He was the go to scorer. Team leadership. He was the go to go to ball handler and scorer by the end of the year on that offense. I mean, who who was the only guy that 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 took on, you know, took on Oregon like trying to make something happen? He was the only kind of on court guy with nuts in that game. I mean, Grayson tried, but. Brandon Ingram took the load on his shoulders for a lot of less, last, last season, the season before last.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: You, you may not have liked him that much, but yeah, again, I, it's I one just, season, yeah. so maybe he didn't make as big like, an impact I, on I, you. I
1: like Brandon Ingram. I just probably how you feel about Frank Jackson is how I feel about Brandon Ingram. Like he just doesn't resonate with me. It's just you know,
0: it's just not enough to hold on to sometimes with their career. Right. Frank Jackson, like, my memories of Frank Jackson are gonna be very slim. Right? And mostly it's gonna be that I was excited about him and he didn't stick around long enough to have real success. And my my memories of Harry Jobs is gonna be feeling bad for him. Just feeling (laughs) sorry for the guy. Because and feeling and just feeling heavily disappointed. Yeah. That we didn't get any. And Kyrie Irving, my Memories of Kyrie Irving with the the programmers just super disappointed that he was, you know, in street clothes the whole year. He was transcendent. his foot for ten games. Yeah, it was like both both. We both thought we were going to go injury on the and post injury. Yeah,
1: I mean that game against Arizona.
0: Yeah, I like Kyrie Irving. Nothing against him. It's not his fault. Yeah, that he got injured. It's, <laughs> you know? it's just
1: it's just a function of length of time because they're only there for one season. Like we we don't have that connection with them these players yeah it's not nearly it just, as strong right
0: uh, although man, we got a lot of quality Jason Tatum we got a lot of moments this year yeah. from Jason Tatum um, so that, that brings us to Emil and Matt neither of whom were drafted correct and I don't think we expected either of them to be to be drafted um, it looks uh, I was curious to see what will happen if they get onto an NBA Summer League they are. roster and they both got on rosters which I think is no. not really a big accomplishment
1: because everyone plays
0: yeah, those rosters are, are are large. They're fifteen deep yes. at least, and very few NBA players are actually playing. So there's plenty of room for, for everybody. Yeah, uh, every guy, you know. But it is an opportunity to, to make an impression, to be seen. Uh, the roles may not be big, but if you know they're the leaders that we know they are, they'll they'll make some impressions at least. They'll start making impressions uh, on the people they at least practice with and play with potentially. Who knows if they really have a chance to be NBA players. Yeah. I think, um, I think Emile might stick around. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what they do. They'll go to foreign teams or they'll go to the D-League. Maybe they'll get these one of these new two-way contracts. You know about those? No. There's, uh, you know, there's always 15 roster spots. They're adding two, I think it's two contracts um, that are called two-way contracts. They pay them more to be in the D-League. Um, I think it's... I think they can only spend uh, something like maybe 45 days on the NBA roster. I'm kind of uh, pulling this out of my memory. After
1: like, the 45th my, day, they can't be on the roster anymore.
0: Each of the first couple years, two or three year deal, uh, I think. And I'm, I'm going to get the details wrong, but essentially, there's a limited amount of time they can be in the major leagues, right? Yeah. They're mostly in the mi- they're signing like a minor league contract. Yeah. But they're exclusive to the NBA team. It's uh they, just, they put them in a D-League team, and they can call them up as sort of a flexible roster guy. Right. And the the advantage for the player is that they get more money. Okay. You know, they, Which they get, is important coming out of college. Just, like They don't have any money. Super important. I mean, they may or may not have any success and ever get to the league. They have to be dissuaded from... Uh, they can go to a foreign Overseas and league... Overseas league. more money. They can get more money, but maybe... Decrease their chances. Of making it in the NBA, right. of getting the look. Yeah. So these guys... Uh, like Lance Thomas decided to, to play in the D League. Yeah. And take no money when he could have made more money playing overseas, but he increased his chance to be noticed and seen and he ends up getting getting the call up or getting a contract with the Knicks. Same thing with Quinn Cook. Like he wasn't making any money in the D League. You know, nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Fifty, seventy five thousand it's not like three hundred thousand. These two-way contracts, a guy could make, make a few hundred thousand. Uh, if he maxes out his time in the NBA, then he gets more than that. Even you know, um, so okay. it's a good deal uh, for you know.
1: And this is a new thing for the upcoming season.
0: This is brand new. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But Matt Jones and Emil Jefferson might be might be the kind of guys that get these contracts. It might be good for a program to have older guys that. Add value in terms of uh, leadership, team spirit, all the little things—cliche glue stuff. If it was last year, Marshall Plumley would have gotten one of these contracts instead of the contract he got. So he was better off getting the contract he got. You know, because <clears throat> he wouldn't have been on. He got a good contract, right? Yeah, he I was mean for him really well. I mean, he got a guaranteed. Um, so uh, Emil ended up with Minnesota. Yeah. And for the summer league. Matt ended up with Houston. His hometown. These summer league commitments are non-binding, basically. They're going to play some, play a few weeks of summer league ball. Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even mean they'll get an invite, invite to camp. training camp. Yeah. yeah. So they can then springboard off of that to any team that notices him, likes him, plays against him. Um, summer leagues coming to Vegas in two weeks. Sadly, Frank Jackson is not playing. He said he's not playing. Yeah. He got injured in the workout. Well, he, he
1: had the operation for his foot. The okay. the, the stress fracture, stress fracture. Um, he is hope he's optimistic that he can play by the start of training camp. But I I think he sort of wants to play in the
0: summer league. But the team is saying
1: we should sit.
0: Okay. Uh, last year I I went to a couple of the days. We went to one together. I think. Yeah. And uh, we got a. It's got
1: disappointing to... because a lot of guys sit. Yeah, sit on to play. I,
0: Did get to see Ben Simmons Simmons. play in person, and he didn't play the whole NBA season, so I was really glad that I went. This year, I'm going to try to go more days, see more of the Duke guys, see some of these, uh, I want to see Marco Fultz, he's going to play. In summer league, I bet you Jason Tatum will be. The really headline rookies seem to play maybe every other game, uh, or a little more than that. And then the second year NBA players, if they're not, like, total studs, by then, uh, Tend to play as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, last summer, I think Brandon Ingram sat out, but we saw D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, we, I, we saw that, that Zoom kid game? made a pretty big impression. You this, was the
0: game? T.J. McConnell and D'Angelo Russell were dueling at the end of the game. Were you that yeah, one? Yeah,
1: D'Angelo Russell hit a last last minute shot. Yeah, pointed at his veins or something. Like I'm like, this guy's a clown. What a clown! I mean, Magic, just a straight clown. And Magic
0: Johnson just dumps him and then trashes him with that quote. Well, yeah, not a totally trashy, I it, but mean it was reading between the lines. A salary this, dump. Uh, nah, it wasn't just a salary. Well, yeah, yeah they, you got, get, rid of, you they got rid, rid of, of they got rid Russell, you
1: get rid of right, right? millions right, right. of dollars. Yeah, and then but you if, can sign Paul George. But if they
0: liked Russell. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, he'd still be with the team. it's clear that people on his team didn't like him. He didn't make people around <laughs> him better. And uh I love I just love that T J McConnell uh undrafted ends up sort of having the more lasting impact on the team he he, he goes to than D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, Russell, the number two pick in the draft.
1: Pe- yeah, people I mean, swing and miss all the time in
0: these drafts. Yeah, so he's going to the Nets. And uh, I guess it's now time to make our predictions. Um, unless you had anything, anything else on the draft in general? Um, Pretty much went according to form. Our thoughts
1: on Josh Jackson were confirmed. The guy's a straight-up douche.
0: Yeah, if you listen to our uh, post-Kansas... Episode podcast, you'll hear Peter shitting all, all over Josh Jackson's demeanor on the court. No, he's he <laughs> slammed the ball out of uh, Emil Jefferson's
1: hand in a dead ball situation. Like, right, like that, like he he was that guy on the court. He lost you know? his cool.
0: He wasn't playing well. He lost his cool in the first half. Yeah, I
1: mean, he might have shot a two for nine or something like that. It was like by the end of the game, didn't... though,
0: he came back and got us. He played okay. very well. But
1: so we thought he was a douche. He had these the run-ins with the law over the course of the season. Got into fights with you know, women's basketball player. Danny Ainge, Brad Stevens, and the the assistant GM fly cross country from Boston to Sacramento or somewhere in California for a Josh Jackson workout. Private workout. Halfway through the flight, they get a text saying that Josh wants to cancel the workout. And Danny Ainge is steaming. He's
0: like... Oh, I I hear the story. He's steaming. I thought Josh Jackson was supposed to Just turned down a workout to go to Boston. He turned him down halfway. he didn't think he was going number one. Halfway through
1: the flight. Um, I see. I mean, who knows why he turned it down? I mean.
0: Who knows what advice he's getting?
1: Yeah, who are the knuckleheads who are advising kids not to work out for any of these teams?
0: The story I heard about Josh Jackson recently was that some walk-on in practice, like scored a basket on him at the beginning of like a scrimmage or, you know, a situational five-on-five thing. And somebody said something to Josh Jackson, like, joked that, like, he had gotten schooled. uh, And Josh Jackson then made it his mission for, like, the rest of practice to, like, completely make the walk-ons life hell. (laughs) Like, like, he's so competitive. Like, it's sort of a good and bad story.
1: Yeah, it's like... Nobody doubts that he has the dog in him, that he's the off-a-dog. Like, he's just ultra-competitive in practices and scrimmages and the games. Like, he never lets up on any plays. But he's still a tool.
0: Yeah, you know? and if there's a criticism of Fultz is that he may be a little too easygoing.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that's 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 how I view the Sixers. Is that I, I feel like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Markel Fultz, like, none of those guys have shown this I'll die before I lose this basketball game type actually, of mentality. If
0: you watched Embiid's uh, historic 31-game stretch last year... Embiid seems <laughs> and, like he
1: wants to party and post something on Instagram. No,
0: no, he is really funny on on Instagram, but he is... he was. Shockingly, such a gamer. It's competitive. Unbelievably competitive, like savvy drawing fouls, like you know. So it, he, I was. I was. He might have it. Oh, I, he's got a lot of on-court charisma. It, it's just he really seems to value winning and playing the right way, and he just happens to be a lot of fun at the same time. Huh? Ben Simmons and Marco Fultz are basically. Yeah. The science experiment, where the criticism was the same of both of them. Yeah, neither of their teams won; they didn't even go to the tournament. Right. How could they be the number one pick without being able to lead a college team to the NCAA's? Neither of them seemed to care enough about like going to a winning program or turning the program they went to into a winning program. They both kind of checked out late in the season. Yeah, like Ben Simmons didn't want to go to the NIT, and uh, Marco Fultz like shut it down. Uh, but they both, I think, viewed it the same way. Like, I have to go and do this for a year because they're saying saying I have to. It's unfair. But I'll go and do it. And I'll try a little bit. And then at the end, like, who cares? I'm, all I care about is going number one in the draft. Yeah. And uh, will their transcendent games, will their games transcend that attitude? Like, is that really a weakness? You know? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's uh, you, you run the predictions game here. You have some credits here every year. We're going to do this for the next fifty years, God willing. Uh, we're going to make <laughs> real hard predictions because we say all sorts of things during the year about outlandish we, things. We flip flop, yeah. Future Hall we're, of Famer. We're actually, make predictions about the guys going in. You know, the six guys who left Duke uh, for the draft. Let's just stick with the
1: four. Yeah,
0: well, make let's make all the predictions. Okay, Jason Tatum. Okay.
1: What's your take on him? How many all-star teams?
0: Okay. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, let's write it down. Or I'm going to type it. Or we'll listen back. Okay. It okay. okay. I'm going to say Jason Tatum uh, has a 10-plus year career in the NBA. Pretty safe bet. I'm going to say he's going to be a career starter in the NBA once he becomes a starter. Which, know, which, be which will you rel- know, be, be next season. Uh, I don't know. It'll be two, three seasons in.
1: No. Um, at at worst, it'll be the second season.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I think he uh, I think he has an outside chance to be a Hall of Famer. And I think the most likely scenario <laughs> is he's going to be... Can you quantify outside
1: chance to um, be a Hall of Famer? Are we talking like 1 in 30, 1 in 50, 1
0: in 100? No, no, you, no, I, no. I'm going to give him like... 1 in 500? I'm going to give him a 15% 20 15, percent chance of being a hall of famer. That is not small. Yeah,
1: that's actually.
0: Well, it's a it's a I'm, big I'm, underdog,
1: Mike. I'm going to give you an opportunity to <laughs>
0: recalculate <laughs> if he's healthy. Fifteen percent. If he's healthy,
1: it, you know nothing. You, you know, Ben Simmons is probably below fifteen percent to be a hall of famer. Uh,
0: I don't think that's the case.
1: You think it's over fifteen percent
0: for Ben Simmons to be a Hall of Famer? I think it's significantly over fifteen percent for Ben Simmons <laughs> to be a Hall of Famer. What do you think it was what do you think LeBron James' likelihood to be a Hall of Famer was the, the day he started his NBA career? Good
1: question.
0: Ninety percent? No, not that high. I mean, injuries, injuries is the only thing. It's always injuries. It's only injuries. That was the only thing. Come on.
1: There are a lot of players no, super an, highly talented. There's
0: a certain class of player so talented. Okay, that's
1: LeBron James. I would say it's not just LeBron. I would put
0: LeBron at like... It's Shaq. It's certain yes, guys. Yes, Shaq. You know? I would agree with you. Yeah.
1: So they step on the court their, their, their rookie season. LeBron James, odds to make the Hall of Fame. I would put it like between 50
0: to 60%. I don't think injuries are that big of a risk. I think injuries probably derail 20% of careers. So if you just take out injuries, you know, I think it's...
1: Shaq, Shaq I would say also, like, maybe a little bit higher for Shaq.
0: Well, anyhow, let's get back to the Duke guys. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say... You just, think 15 well, to 20% Well, Tatum, Jason Tatum
1: is a Hall of Famer?
0: I think Tatum's going to a great situation. The Celtics are going to be one of the best five teams in the NBA for the next... Ten years, yeah, and it's gonna—he's gonna be on the team the whole time. He's going—he's likely going to be one of the leading scorers and one of the leaders of the team. Past this current generation, how many All-Star teams? Uh, I'll say, I'll say five. Well, I'll take the under on the five.
1: I, you know, we're I'd making like a, two Why
0: three. don't you make a prediction instead of just criticizing mine? So what do you what do you think he's going to be? I think so I'm he's, saying he's going to be a starter. I think he's going to be I'm saying he's good. going to be an all star. I think it's
1: tough to be an all star. I, I think he's I think going he's to be an all star.
0: i you know is like, he is he or not? I'm going to say he is, and I, we can say Hall of Fame. I yeah. think he's got this this chance, this like one <laughs> one out of six, one out of seven chance. <laughs> one out of six, one out of seven. Partly because he's he's in the position he's in on that team in Boston, and well he, he, well he, he positioned, got, he could win a championship, gonna maybe be, maybe a few. He's going to be coached well,
1: yeah, by the best. The, yeah, no best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, and what do you think? Um, I think he's gonna be very good. I don't. I, I'm less, a little bit less optimistic than you. Um, I just think it's it's tough to be really good. Yeah. It um, is. You know, uh, I look back over some of the previous drafts, and the how dra- many years
0: is he gonna play minutes? Draft Maybe boards are
1: just littered by names of, of players that were okay. so highly touted that came in and they're out of the league in six, seven years. We're Nine an hour in, Peter.
0: Get to it. What do you want? How many years is he going to be? Is he going to be a starter in the NBA? Yes. What's his role going to be in the NBA? Ten-year starter plus, yes. Ten-year starter plus? Yes. All-star? Two or three. Okay, so you think he's going to make the all-star team too? Yes. Okay. Hall of Famer, what percentage? I mean, it's... You don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer?
1: Would would it shock me? No. But do I think it's less than 5%? Yes. I would put it like 1% to 3%.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Just because it's, you know, how many Hall of Famers are there in every class?
0: Uh, two, two or three. Two or three. One, one to three is the answer, I think. But sometimes zero. Okay. Right. They induct a couple of guys every year, basically. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so Luke next Cunard. is Luke Kennard. Uh, let you I'm going to let you go first. What do you want? Uh, I want. How many years do you think he's going to play in the NBA? Is he going to be a starter? Is he have a chance to be an All Star? Chance of the Hall of Fame? In five years, maybe
1: six years. Yep. Yeah. Luke Kennard will no longer have hair to run his hair through,
0: <laughs>
1: and he will be selling insurance in Northern Ohio. So you
0: think he's going to be out of the league. Yeah. Maybe after, be, after six, maybe seven, he'll be an assistant eight, six, coach seven. somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So coaching, you, coaching is he ever going to average double digits? Seem- or start?
1: Uh, he might have one or two seasons where he averages double digits, and if he does, he's made it. I okay. think. I think. He'll, I mean, Adam Morrison had I, a year. Where I think he, he'll stick.
0: Adam Morrison had a year where he scored like yeah. eight or nine, ten points a game, right? Maybe eleven. Uh, he had an injury though. I, I don't know. I mean, so I, you can be a bust, and my point is, you yeah. can be a bust and still have a year where you score ten points. I a see
1: game. Luke Kennard I see Jimmer Fredette. Right. You know, so you think he's gonna Doug be a bust. He's gonna
0: be a lottery bust. But I hope he's not. Yeah. Okay. I hope he's not. I think I think Canard's actually going to be. I think Canard's gonna gonna last in the league. I think his career will be. He's not like Kyle Singler exactly as a player, but I think he's going to be more successful than Kyle Singler, in the league. Yeah, Singler had you know different skill he's sets. Had, he
1: was like two or three inches taller. He could guard yeah, multiple he's positions. He's not done that well. Like overall level yeah. of
0: success, right. I say more successful than Kyle Singler. I'm gonna say less successful than JJ Reddick. Right. Um, that's sort of a wide berth there, so I'm gonna clarify. I think I think he I think he's gonna be a starter for starter. I think he's gonna be a starter for a year or two. Okay. Uh, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up being a starter for three or four years potentially in the league. I do think he's going to. I don't think he's ever going to be considered a, a big strength like two-way player, right. you know. Definitely uh, not. Yeah, so I think he's going to be more of a role player in the league, but but like a pretty decent pretty decent bench offensive option. How many seasons double digit scoring? Uh I'll say I'll say uh I'll say 3 or 4. Okay. This is, and somebody else like- I don't think he's going to be an all-star yeah, I mean, um, I don't think anyone thinks. I don't he's think he's an any All-Star. chance to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be an All Star.
1: So, somebody, I was thinking about Luke Kennard, uh, Trajan Langdon, uh, also similar height, very beautiful outside shot. Langdon could still get into the lane, score, score inside. Uh, I think Langdon's knock was at less skilled. He was less athletic, and I don't know how much of that stemmed from his injury. I think, he was it, a, I think it was a knee injury. He was a
0: bit of a stiff athlete. He
1: was. He was. It was shocking that he got drafted 11th by Cleveland in 1999, which was really high for him. They didn't even expect him to go in the lottery. He. I definitely remember his rookie season. He had games where he scored like 30, 34 points. You know, like,
0: I just think dead-eye three-point shooting is so much more important than he used to be. <clears throat> and Kennard has better ball skills. He's a better passer than, than Langdon. He's a, a shiftier offensive player moving with and without the ball. Yeah. Langdon was kind of a two dimensional type of player. They're both slow on defense. Slow. Langdon at least was stronger, so Yeah, built like a tank. But Connard yeah. probably like a well, I don't know. Maybe perhaps he's a I mean Langdon had a really good European career. So I don't want yeah. under underplay Fan- trade. Fantastic. fantastic year like, being something career. like
1: seven or eight national very like, successful. championships in Russia. I just I just yeah for for as great as Luke was this year and he was fantastic. I mean there were just so many games where he got backdoored and he would just look back and
0: I'm taking I'm taking the over on your your judgment that he's gonna be like pretty much a bust. That's, um, that's
1: very courageous of you. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I think he's boy gonna boy be so I think he's gonna be a
0: successful role player in the NBA. Okay and uh Borderline starter, for you know multiple years. That's
1: about as good as you can get for the 12th pick, right?
0: Not at all. Well, what do you mean, dude? Giannis was uh, was picked drafted after 12. Okay. Yeah. Draymond Green was drafted in the 30s. All right, so uh, let's get to it. Uh, Harry Giles. We're just going to take a guess, right? It's almost like seems stupid to predict. Yeah,
1: it seems stupid to, to, to guess. I mean, uh, we should guess
0: on him after his first season. Yeah, I mean, why, why guess? We're just, who knows? Like, I think, you know, if are being fair, he certainly has a better chance to make the NBA Hall of Fame than Luke Kennard. Right? Like, his yes. success... Yeah, I could... You know, his... uh, If he's successful in accomplishing medically what he needs to and gets, gets it back... I mean, Luke Kennard cannot turn yeah. into Reggie Miller, right? I think most likely Harry Giles is going to wind up being more like a like a very successful if he's healthy like like I don't ever see him being as dominant as he was supposed to be but but um I hope he is you know I mean the delta between
1: Jabari this past season and the, the year before was so marked you know just the highlights you saw of him and his points per game the the viciousness of his dunks yeah. like they're it's that second year, so maybe Giles in this second year after his ACL uh, terror, you know, maybe he'll start scratching that that surface again.
0: Yeah, and he's still young, so good luck, Age Jizzle. Yeah, <laughs> um, too too tough to predict for you. Too tough, you know. I'm willing to say he has a chance to be an NBA Hall of Famer if he can become Harry Giles again.
1: Speaking of NBA Hall of Famer, but all let's likely. move on to
0: Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson, you want to go first? I'm going to go first. You go first. I think Frank, then I'll take the over. I think Frank Jackson's upside is a a scoring guard off the bench. Um, I don't think his basketball intelligence is that high, and I think his upside is really is really just kind of a like a decent role, decent bench guard. Uh, Who can provide some instant offense, uh, some some dynamism on offense, and I don't think he's ever going to be a a real good defensive player in the NBA. And uh, I think most likely he's going to be. Why do you
1: think that? You just didn't think he was very good defensively this past year?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was. I think he was a bad decision maker on defense. On defense, yeah. Um, He's young, so we don't really know, of course. But you know, if I'm gonna to have to make a prediction, I'm gonna say he's uh, never an NBA starter, and he's, uh <laughs> he's got like a that was emphatic never. Start, well, he's drafted 31st for a reason. Yeah. Uh, at, as as nice an athlete as he is, yeah. Uh, I think you know, I think <laughs> most likely he's going to be the bust. I'm gonna take Luke Kennard's career. Obviously, he's drafted higher, but yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I just don't. I don't think Frank Jackson's gonna make it. Okay. Yeah, I think he's gonna up, you know, having a career somewhere else, uh, five years from now. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. What do you What do you think uh, the new the next Russell Westbrook? How's he gonna do?
1: I think he is gonna be pretty pretty good off the bench. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if he became a starter, but I think that's a reach. And I think um, what he brings, like he's a little smallish, which which hurts him. But. Yeah. His leaping ability, his shot, his his three point shooting, his athleticism. I know why you like him.
0: It's all perfect. What? So what do you think? So now he's going to be a good bench player. Do you think he's ever going to be a starter? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a starter. Okay. Do you think he's a chance to be an all star? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's going to be
1: tough to do in the West, in the backcourt, but. I mean, when it, when I say <laughs> do you there's think it's a, a chance, chance chance to make the Hall sh- Fame, I'm just saying it's not zero okay. percent. Do you think it's a <laughs> That's five, all I'm saying. Do you think it's
0: a five percent chance to be an All Star?
1: No. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying it's above zero. Of
0: course, it's everything's above zero, dude. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you're not gonna make any like real bold prediction about ten year NBA player? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Alright, um and uh, I, I actually feel like no, nah, no. Nah. Okay. I don't think uh, Matt Jones is Matt Jones is, uh, is ever gonna play any kind of role in the NBA. That's my prediction there. Right. Um it wouldn't shock me to see him become like a decent D League player, uh and get a look here or there, get a ten day, maybe even be on a roster for a year or two. Uh I wouldn't bet on it, and I don't think he's ever going to be like a real contributor on an NBA team. Um, agree? I agree. Okay. Um, but I hope he does. And uh, Emil, I think Emil has a better chance of the two yes. to actually make some kind of impact on the court in the NBA at some point. I understand it's, he's not a favorite to do so. Um, if he's healthy...
1: And foot issues with big guys are
0: tough. I I love really tough. Yeah, I I love his ability to function within a team defense. Yeah, and he's one of these guys who he's never going to be like, like you know, who knows? Maybe he develops some sort of outside shot. Um, I think he's got an outside chance to be an NBA role player, Uh, like a
1: yeah serviceable guy, like an eighth,
0: ninth, tenth guy, yeah, eleventh guy on the roster. Like that's his upside. I think, and um, you know, I don't think he can really be like. I don't think his upside is is anything above that. Um,
1: yeah, I, his his ceiling is low.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it probably is. The
1: floor is relatively high. So I mean, sort of high for a bench guy. If he's healthy, like a his, six nine
0: bench guy. I could see him being useful. Yeah. He's not going to be as terrible. A practice he's not going to be terrible. He's sure. going to be an
1: asset, but you know yeah. that the ceiling is pretty low.
0: Yeah. Okay. So those are our official predictions Did you want to make one about Rashid this Is he still in the D-League? <laughs>
1: I think we saw him in the Vegas Summer League, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We saw him, he, he and, actually, and, Did he play in the D-League last year? Is that what Street, My bad,
0: I, I think. thought he was coming out this year I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking no. uh, Sean Obi? Not
1: Sean Obi We don't need to make Sean, any uh, Sean, Sean Obi semi Chase, Chase semi, Jeter. Oh, Semi Ojale Semi Ojale went late
0: Yeah. He was, I thought he was going to go in the first round ends up going like 37th i think yeah like yeah uh that sixers but, had a chance to draft him. i don't almost. even know where he went uh he went uh yeah good question somebody i think mm, he definitely you know. dropped like he was supposed like he was supposed to go
1: higher like 25th mid mid to late 20s someone had
0: him ranked 19th one yeah. of the guys, you know draft express like or a good shooting 67 oh, guy he went to the Celtics. So there you uh, go. So these guys are sharp. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and he's uh, he's about Jason Tatum's size, and he's a better shooter. I mean, there's a small chance Tatum ends up being a bust, and Ogilvy ends up being like a, Super like a stud. Yeah. I mean, he's he's older. He's 22. There's a there's a small chance he's more useful next year. You know, I don't think so. No. Uh, no chance. I, you know, it's it's gonna be tough actually to make that Celtics roster. They're really loaded and deep. They're loaded. Yeah. Um, but but it's a great pick. Yeah, I like the pick. Uh, I actually feel bad for him that he's... You know, I guess I don't. like Even if he doesn't make that team, a lot of second-round picks don't make the team. Right. Uh, he's going to get the right kind of coaching and advice, I think, from Brad Stevens. You know, and the, the staff, his staff. And, um, you know, so... Uh, good luck to him. I have, I have no hard feelings about semi-usually. I'm probably rooting harder for him than I am for Frank Jackson. I was very
1: disappointed he lost his first first or second round game in yeah. the NCAA tournament. I really wanted a, an SMU-Duke uh, Elite Eight or Sweet 16 matchup.
0: All right. Didn't and, happen. uh, that's it. That's it for our draft coverage, I guess. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll veer um,
1: back more to Duke-centric yeah. topics. I know we've talked a lot about NBA this this summer, but I think that's sort of just because.
0: And we're out here in Vegas. After, we're going to see summer league, so we're probably going to continue talk about that a little bit and see how everybody looks and how they're doing. And that'll be that, that's good basketball stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, we're basketball fans. There's there's one
1: other thing uh, about the team. Uh, I think Marquise Bolden was invited for the 19 and under team, and he was cut by Coach Cal.
0: Wow.
1: And uh, I've actually listened to a, a few of uh, Coach Cal's, uh, the Cal pod, Cal cast. Yeah. Good stuff. Like I've, he gets his, good guests. His players have really grown on me. I've got a ton of respect for, like, you guys know about De'Aaron Fox, but also Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns. These guys are all great students, great family, do the right thing. Um, I'm, I'm all just almost finished listening to Charles Barkley you would like that one it's his very first podcast
0: I love I love listening to Barkley talk about anything
1: yeah but like Cal <laughs> like grows on me like you know how I described him as a clown like he's sort of like a he's, he's like a he
0: lovable has, goofball yeah he still bit. has sure. that
1: quality but he, he he has that lovable quality and, like,
0: he wants to win so much. God help like, us if Roy Williams starts a podcast and you start listening to it. And I got to hear you, like, like <laughs> just, talk, just talk. soaking his balls all the time like you're doing with Calipari. Fuck that guy, man. Come on. We got to have enemies. In 2015, <laughs>
1: when we were in Indianapolis for the Final Four, we saw Calipari walking on the sidewalk for the, for the title game. And... At that time, like I hated him. I want to roll down the window and say, "You cheating fuck! You, you, all your wins are vacated everywhere you go. Why don't you play within the rules?" And now I just want to go out and hug him because he's just like this lovable
0: goofball. Yeah, he's successful for a reason. All these guys are successful. Of course, for a they're reason. fantastic. Obviously, yeah, they're 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 successful. They are charismatic. They they are not without any merit. Maybe Patino is. <laughs> but you know, Patino's national title got vacated. <laughs> I mean, f- did it officially? And he complained. He ended up like complaining. He gave his interview. He talked about. So like, I lost all
1: my respect for the NCAA. <laughs> they used to stand for principles, and now, now I don't know what they stand for. First of all, what are they talking about? What did the
0: NCAA ever stand for? It's talking about where do you get off, man? Yeah. You know, it's like uh, he should be more embarrassed. John Shire started the yeah he announced he started the podcast Uh,
1: he brought back uh, he brought on Coach K and still waiting for the second episode of season
0: two but his Coach K interview not exactly hard hitting Um, they 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 mentioned like they they flirted with like mentioning there were some things they needed to work on and improve and do differently defense (laughs) defense defense that's what they said. That's what, no, I, I mean he didn't say he didn't. My, my takeaway he didn't was illustrate with any example. The whole
1: family aspect of it, like, yeah, uh, I think Coach K took part in Michael Jordan's fantasy camp in the Chicagoland area, and one of the guys was John Shire's dad. And twice Coach K passed on him because they do a draft of the players, right? And so in Minneapolis for one of the final fours, I think in two thousand one, he took a picture with Shire wished him well, and there's there's a continuity. And yeah, you know?
0: Shire posted that picture Sh- onto and, the Twitter feed.
1: And Shire just got married and they there was some type of uh, thing.
0: There was some good backstory. Everybody yeah. should definitely listen to it. Coach K talking to to John Shire for 25 minutes or so. Yeah. I mean, um, they're
1: breaking each other's balls. Coach K
0: breaking balls. Shire's balls about uh, winning the fantasy just, camp. Just was, everything, was yeah. It's pretty priceless, actually. Yeah. Um, made me like Coach K more. Uh, they didn't get into any, nothing really substantive about the season. It's tough to What too. went wrong? Yeah. But but they I are mean, like, kids. They're, they're, they have responsibility yeah. there. They can't really do that. Coach K
1: did but, also recently go on record as saying that the one and done should be eliminated. Kids should be able to go straight from high school to the pros. And yeah, if the I saw kid that. Goes to college. They should stay for minimum two years.
0: Yeah, I actually like that position. It makes sense to me. Like, sure. Why why are we, why are we making Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz go? To, why are we making anyone go to college who doesn't want to go to college? and doesn't want to have to go to China. or yeah. I guess they don't have to go, technically, of course, but it's uh, it just seems... Uh,
1: arbitrary to say they have to be 19 instead of 18.
0: Well, that's certainly arbitrary. It's just, yeah, it's just capricious to make them go to college. Um, do but they have they, to go to
1: high school? Can they come out when they're 17?
0: I don't know why they'd have to do uh, anything. You know? They, they could, uh, yeah. Uh, but I do like the idea that the, the NBA you know, I doubt it's gonna happen but if the NBA didn't move to a yeah if once you go to college you, you go for two years I that that's a little restrictive as well like why why put any restriction on them? and back to Jay Billis real quick he's been taking a, a pretty consistent firm stand on all the restrictions on transfers you know if you follow his Twitter uh, you know basically's been calling out everybody that has, including Duke's football team for restricting uh one of the guys from transferring uh, to any sort of rival school like he uh, sort of goes to, he's, he's, he's big on uh, paying the players you T- know chances. yeah, yeah. He, that's one of his causes and he sort of goes well, hand he's, hand. He's, he's saying like, it's a
1: business it, he's saying there's nothing saying we, he, he's, there's nothing amateurish about anything that happens in college basketball
0: yeah and if they're not employees then how are you how, how are you entitled yeah. to put any rights on like their like a non-defeating type of thing yeah exactly right and, uh, you know, I I there was a story I read five years ago about a, you know uh, uh, who's St. Joe's coach, Phil Martelli. Phil Martelli like really vindictively stopped the guy who already graduated from transferring to the school he wanted to go to. It wasn't even a school in their conference or anything. He just like coaches have too didn't, much like, control. They have too much power. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. To, like, just wreck people. Like, yeah. you know, carry out revenge for a guy transferring if they didn't want the transfer. Yeah. Um, Doesn't seem like Coach K does that. Uh, you know, because Solomon goes to Maryland. And uh, The guy that
1: I like, uh, Mark Titus, said, yeah. look, it's just very simple, you college coaches. Just don't be an asshole. If what you're doing makes you an asshole, don't do it. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Don't good be r- an asshole. Good
0: rule for life. We'll, leave it, we'll <laughs> leave it with that. Everybody out there, try not to be assholes. Might want to work on that. You are what you are, man. (laughs) Alright, go Duke. We'll see you next time.